It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Brandon Scott, again. The Washington Wizards get blown out again, 114-90 to in Cleveland, behind 24 points by Mitchell. So we're going to look at how did the Wizards lose this game? I think we all know. Uh, and then we're going to look at who's who's really going to get traded and who do we see as staying on the roster to at least the offseason. So we're going to look at that, and then at the end, we're going to chop it up like we always do. Next on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards. Your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Brandon Scott again. My guy, the real Oliver, he got the night off, man. It was a, the game was so hard to watch. I told my man to go ahead and just take the night off. But the, the Washington Wizards get blown out again like a candle. 114 to 90, losing the second game of a two-game series in Cleveland. So we're gonna look at how did they lose, look at the stat line and go from there. And then we're gonna look at, you know, with the trade season getting warmed up and with the first domino falling with the OGN and Nobi trade, which wizards are going to get traded, which ones are going to stay to at least the offseason, and which ones are permanent that's in D.C. And then, of course, at the end, we're going to chop it up like we always do. So let's get right into it. The Washington Wizards dropped the second game of a two-game series in Cleveland, 114-90, and 90, led by 24 points by Donovan – or 26, excuse me, by Donovan Mitchell. Um, so how did they lose this game? Man, easy. I mean, I say it all the time, y'all. Different game, same script, same issues, same result, right? Looking at it, rebounding was again an issue. We got out rebounded 58 to 38. So we got out rebounded by 20 rebounds. Offensive rebounds, they got 12, which led to how many second chance points? 17. So again, that is the MO. Uh, we are a really bad defensive team. We are a bad rebounding team. And often with our really lackluster rebounding efforts, it leads to a lot of offensive rebounds on the other team, which leads to second chance points. And again, I, I hate to say this, man, but different game, same script. And I said, I'm going to say it a lot more times this season. Um, again, you know, they just clear talent gap. They just on the perimeter couldn't stop anybody. Um, so let's get into the stat lines for the Washington Wizards. Now we'll start with the, the Cleveland Cavaliers, obviously 26 points by Donovan Mitchell. He kind of did this thing, but their starting five was a little underwhelming. Um, Struce got nine, Okoro eight, Wade six, and Allen got a double-double with 12 points for rebounds, but their bench is where the money was made in Cleveland. 11 points by Karis LeVert, 11 points by Merrill, and 14 points by George's Niang. So it was a battle of the benches. And while our bench did look good, and I'm about to get into it, but their bench led the way for them because outside of Donovan Mitchell, very lackluster for their starting five. But getting back to our starting five, Lord have mercy. Uh, Tyus Jones did play well tonight. 16 points, one rebound, but five assists, six for 10 for the field, but four for six from three. Uh, two steals. So Tyus Jones again boosting that trade value up, playing really good basketball. But the starting five, um, outside of Tyus Jones and Denny Avia. I mean, Denny's 13 points, five rebounds, four assists, five for eight for the field. Only 0 for one from three was not very aggressive on the three-point line, but defensively, I mean, one block, two, two steals. We know what he can do. Defensively, he showed out. Um, but uh, the rest of the starting five, very underwhelming. Uh Jordan Poole. 
Wow. <laughs> really bad night. 0 for 4 from the field, 0 for 2 from 3. Four personal fouls, two points. Jordan Poole looked really bad. And he continues to just look really bad in D.C. Um, obviously, right now, you know, we're going to talk about the trade deadline and who I think is going to get traded. But I, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, Jordan Poole is definitely staying. Um, he has no value right now. I mean, he has struggled since he's came to D.C. He has shown glimpses, but he has just not had he's not been that complete package. Well, I'm not gonna say complete package. Um, he hasn't been that, that score that we know he can be coming over from Golden State, and then it's been very underwhelming for Jordan Poole. So um, again, looking at the rest of the roster, Kyle Kuzma, nine points, two rebounds, two assists, four for 14 for the field, one for four from three, seven turnovers. Again, let me repeat: seven turnovers. So very, very underwhelming night for Kyle Kuzma. And to round out the starting five, Daniel Gafford, four points, four rebounds, non-existent. Jared Allen did, what he, did whatever he wanted. I mean, you know, while Jared Allen's stat line isn't immaculate, um, 12 points, 12 rebounds, he clearly outplayed Daniel Gafford. And again, Daniel Gafford continues to struggle against centers who are either more athletic or are, are stronger, and he struggled tonight. So the starting five, outside of Tyus Jones and Denny Avia, it was a lit down. It was, it was a really bad night for the starting five. Now getting to the bench, the bench looked good tonight. Um, considering the, the loss we had, I mean, Bilal Koulibaly's look, go ahead and give him a clap. 15.7 rebounds, six for 13 for the field, three blocks, one still. Bilal Koulibaly continues to show why he is the future of this team. He is part of the foundation. He is a building block, not the building block, but he is definitely, definitely a hit when it comes to a draft picks. He is continues to evolve offensively and defensively. He's a dog. Corey Kispert again, 20 minutes, but 13 points. Shooting six for 12 from the field, one for six from three, but he continued to cut and make really good drives to the lane. Um, and then outside of those two on the bench, um, DeLon Wright came in 16 minutes. Um, he's ramping his minutes up, five steals. We know what DeLon can do. DeLon is a d- defensive master, man. I mean, d- defensively, he is definitely on point, but he's starting to get his feet under him from coming back from injury. Um, so definitely understand that. And then Amory, look, I'm just saying, y'all, Amory, six minutes, 18, or not 18, I wish it was 18, eight points, three for five in the field. Amory needs to get minutes after the deadline. I've seen enough. Amory, he is a dog, and he plays hard, and I think that he definitely needs to get a look after the deadline when we start giving minutes to a lot of these younger guys. So I get it. You know, it was a very underwhelming night. I mean, I thought that we were going to split at least one of the two games in Cleveland, but these two games in Cleveland just shows us, man, that there is so much of a talent gap between us and most of the Eastern Conference, not the NBA. And effort is always, it always comes into question with this team. Um, defense is historically bad. Rebounding is historically bad. Um, the lack of adjustments after the half is, is is puzzling. It's just changes need to be made. And the deadline is the first step. Getting a lot of these veteran contracts off the books and getting a lot of these young guys minutes and exposure after the deadline. But in all season, um, changes will be needed, especially maybe at a head coaching position. Um, because that, that's a subject for another day. Um, 50-50 on West. I definitely believe that there's things that he needs to improve on. Did Was he given the best situation here in DC? No, but... I do think there needs to be changes made in D.C. because, again, this is a historically bad team on the defensive end and rebounding. We're just we're, we're bad. We're terrible. And when you throw in bad, you know, lackluster effort, this is the type of scores you're going to see. I mean, and just it is what it is. And I get it, man. It's a rebuild. But, you know, the effort has got to be addressed, man, whether 
from the head coach or whoever, but the lackluster effort is just it's starting to show, and it's starting to show to a lot of the fan base. So, again, uh, the Wizards just outclassed tonight. You know, two straight games in Cleveland getting blown out. There were glimpses from the young guys. Like I said, Black Kulabali, Denny Avia, as far as young guys, look good. Corey Kispert looked good, 20 minutes played. Um, one thing to kind of look at, Black Kulabali, 36 minutes played. So he would let all Wizards scores or all Wizards as far as minutes played with 36 minutes, which is what you want to see with Bilal. You want to see extended minutes. You definitely want to see him eat and get those minutes. So I thought that was a good um, move as far as playing time for him. But again, out another blowout. So we're going to go ahead and move on. Um, look at it, the deadlines coming up. We're going to kind of, I'm going I'm to roll with you guys with three tiers. And uh, we're going to look at who could be on the move at the deadline, who could be a move in the offseason, and who's here to stay. So we're definitely going to look at that moving forward. But before we do, tonight's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that will take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help fight or find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board, right? LinkedIn is, it has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Woo! That's why small businesses rank LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might have to have time or resources to hire. So thankfully... Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. So post your job for free on LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnTheNBA. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnTheNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, and tonight's episode is also brought to you by Better Help. So, again, I am a big big person when it comes to therapy or just having somebody to talk to. Um for somebody who has had a fair share of issues um, also serving in the Iraq war and dealing with the fallout of that. I've had um, a lot of experience with talking to people, right? So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. I'm telling you, it's that easy. So celebrate the progress you've already made just by asking for help from BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnNBA. And for you military guys out there, hotel, I didn't forgot, E-L-P.com <laughs> slash LockedOnNBA. I try to go phonetic with the alphabet. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, um, Echo, my bad. I'm, anyways, um, so getting into it, the trade down the deadline is coming up, y'all. So, obviously, I'm, I'm going to look at everything for three tiers tonight, right? Um, one, definitely going to get traded. Two, may get traded if the right deal comes along or may get traded in the offseason. And three, here for the long term. So, obviously, the first domino did fall with OG Ananobi hitting to New York as part of the deal, sending Emmanuel quickly and RG Barrett to the Toronto Raptors, including a second round pick. And now, it was rumored that Memphis offered three round first round picks for OG Ananobi, but ultimately the Knicks grabbed him. So, he is the first domino to fall. A lot of names are being thrown out there. Uh, Pascal Siakam was mentioned. And rumored to be headed towards Sacramento now. It looks like other teams are trying to make that move for him. So the rumor mill, the hot stove season is definitely hot right now. So looking at the Wizards, who do I see? And, and and definitely, you guys let me know what you guys think, man. I mean, who do you guys see being moved at the deadline? Who do you see maybe lasting until the offseason? And who do you see as part of the foundation hitting into year one? I say hitting into year one because obviously this is a transitional year and next year is officially the first official year of the rebuild. So who is here to stay? Definitely let me know. So looking at who is definitely on the move, Kyle Kuzma. He's, he's already been mentioned that a lot of teams are interested in Kyle Kuzma. Um, there's a lot of, you know, speculation on what the, the organization is saying they want two first-round picks. Now, I do think that's wishful thinking. I think it's going to be along the lines of one first-round pick. But he definitely is going to draw value. So I definitely see him on the move. Now, where is he best fit? Sacramento has been named uh, Dallas Mavericks, the Indiana Pacers. Those are some teams to look at. I think there's a lot of teams that need a score to either start or could be a piece off the bench, depending on the makeup of the roster um, for a playoff run. So I definitely think it's going to be a contender. Um, and, you know, looking at the Wizards, what is your return? Usually you're probably looking at a first round pick and a young player or a spire contract and or you're not going to get a first round pick, a young player and a spire contract with Kyle Kuzma because, you know, I, I don't, you know, look, I like Kuz, you know, he's, definitely our top score and probably the best player on the team but can we kind of overvaluate as far as his talent is to other teams yeah i mean two round first round picks it ain't gonna happen probably gonna get a first round pick and probably gonna get a young player and or a spine deal so it's because ultimately you try to get his contract out the books, right? So that's kind of what I'm looking at. Kyle Kuzma, he's definitely on the move. I definitely see him being moved at the deadline. Same with Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones is definitely gone. I think there's a team that's going to need a guy who can't come and play starting minutes, but who's really a backup point guard. But Tyus Jones has played well starting here in D.C., and he can't come in and start. Now, is he a guy who's going to be a point guard of the future for any team? No, not the stage in his career, but he's definitely a guy who can spot start and definitely give you quality minutes with the second unit. So Tyus Jones fits. Um limited teams right now i mean houston i think is a is the number one fit in my opinion uh orlando's been named uh in orlando what would the wizards want in return you know they got a lot of guards in orlando man so it's, it's going to be very interesting to see what kind of return you get from orlando but i think the best fit for tyus would be the houston rockets i think that you know looking at the roster you know i'm a big can whitmore fan i mean i know he laughs at me man because i mentioned can whitmore now i don't see them giving him up but you definitely can get a return for Tyus Jones. Now, can you get a first-round pick? I think there's a 90% chance, no, you're not going to get a first-round pick for Tyus. But if you find the right deal, gauge the market at the right time, maybe. Those are two guys. I mean, you throw in Landry Shamit. I definitely think he's going to be a throw-in into a trade. Um, Johnny Davis, 
I mean, could he be a thrown into a trade? Maybe being that other guy. Yeah. I, and I hate to say that no disrespect to Johnny Davis, man, but he does not look like he's part of the future here. So I, you know, he could be a throw in, you know, you could say that, okay, after the deadline, maybe they give him minutes after the deadline, but as far as confidence, man, which we all know is key with young players looking at Denny, you know, he, he's a guy who's definitely driven by his confidence. Um, his confidence is shot, man. You know, there's been, I, I believe there's been opportunities where he could have got minutes and, Weston Stone Jr. has not given him minutes. So I think that maybe you a change of scenery. So we, we've talked about a lot on this channel about a change of scenery could help Johnny Davis send him somewhere where he can develop because I don't think he's been probably developed here. Now, now obviously, when given minutes, you need to perform. And he's struggled with his shot. He's struggled with it, um, being aggressive. He's, he's struggled on his offensive game, which defensively he's solid. So let's slide into the next tier. Who could potentially be traded, but who's probably going to be here in the deadline? I mean, or, or the offseason. You know, look, Jordan Poole right now has no value. I do see him eventually being moved because he's not part of the future in D.C. The organization does not view him. Now, at first he viewed himself as a as being the guy, but the Washington Wizards' upper management does not feel the same. He's eventually going to be moved. Now, could he be moved in the offseason? You know, we'll see about the second half of the year because I believe after the deadline, when they put the ball in his hands, he will be the point guard, and they're going to see what he can do. You know, it's definitely going to be an audition for Jordan Poole to see what he can do after the deadline. But, you know, if he boosts his value, we could see him being moved in the offseason, maybe in a year or two. He eventually will be moved. Now, it's not to say that if he takes that turn and he really locks in and puts up the performances that we know he can put up, you know, could he change the narrative and could he change the decision-making as far as the front office? Absolutely. But for right now, he is definitely looked at as a future trade asset. A player who could be moved if the right move is presented, but will probably be here through the offseason beyond Daniel Gafford. Uh, Daniel Gafford, we know what he can do. Help defender, paint defender, lob threat. Uh, we know what he can do. You know, he doesn't, he, you know, he's trying to find a way to spread the floor, but he doesn't. Very limited offensively. Um, can struggle with confidence. Uh, can struggle with fouls. Can struggle, but he can be a really good rim protector and a lob threat. Um, the Knicks were rumored to be looking at Daniel Gafford, obviously with Mitch Robinson being out. So could he be a move to New York? New York's trying to make moves right now. You know, OG and Adobe, like I said, is the first domino to fall. So um, if they find the right move, I think that he could be moved. You know, his contract is friendly, so he could stay. But obviously looking going forward, man, depending on what we do in the offseason, and even at the deadline, if we acquire a center, to me and to a lot of people, not only in the organization, but in the fan base, believe that he is a backup center. So whether, whether he stays here in D.C. long term or – He's moved. He to me, he is a backup center. But look, very similar build and capabilities as Mitchell Robinson. So could he fit in fit into New York? Absolutely. Um, and really, you can look at most people on the roster. Delon Wright is kind of I, I honest. I honestly see Delon Wright staying. I don't see him being moved now. It's not to say he won't if he find the right deal, but I think he probably stays. I mean, I think that a lot of his value went down um, a little bit because of the injury. You know, he has to kind of find his way back, find his legs, um, definitely get his minutes up. So, you know, with the deadline coming up, will he be able to get there in time to be attractive in the trade market? We'll see. But, I mean, if you look at the veterans on this team, that, that I mean, you know, I kind of mentioned the guys who I knew are, are going to be traded, but everybody's tradable outside of Bilal Koulibaly. Now, I do see, and then kind of sliding into the next tier, y'all, who's going to be here long-term? I do see Denny Yavia here at least for the next three to three years. Um, now, it's not to say, again, if the right move is, is present, the right package is presented, it's not to say that he can't be moved. Now, look, Golden State, you know, uh, Jonathan Kuminga, Moses Moody, they are unhappy in Golden State. Could they fit in the rebuilding team? They're very, very young. Yes, they could. So 
Denny, I, you know, they paid him. I, I do believe that for right now, he's part of the foundation going forward. Black Kulabali and Denny Avia are two pieces that are foundational pieces to build on from this draft going forward and the rebuild. Um, Kispert, we'll see. Um, here's the thing that's tricky about Kispert. Same thing with Johnny Davis. How much does this new front office really value Kispert? Um, they see value in Denny because they, they, they sign him to that extension. With Kispert, I believe that every team needs a sharpshooter, right? We need a guy who's going to be able to shoot threes. And with his basketball IQ and his ability to cut to the basket, you know, drive to the basket, I think that he could be a long-term piece for now. You know, he could get a team-friendly extension because we need a shooter off the bench. Now, I'm going to be real with you. I don't view Corey Kispert as a starting material player. I don't. I don't think – I think he can spot start, but I think he's going to be that scorer and shooter off the bench for the team. And I think that's fine. I think that he could be a piece moving forward. But, you know, to me – you know, and looking at other names, uh, Mike Muscala, we'll see. Um, he could be a throw-in. Um, I think that Danilo Gallinari is a buyout candidate. But outside of that, I think that every veteran on his team, everybody on his team is a tradable asset. And outside of Bilal Koulibaly. Now, you can say that Denny can be kind of thrown into that list that, yeah, I don't see him being moved. I think that with the extension and with him still developing, I think that him and Bilal are two developing and foundational pieces going forward. We'll see how the front office really views Kisper, but that's kind of my list, y'all. Um, the deadline's coming up. Obviously, me and my boy E, we're going to keep you guys in, in tune with all the moves, um, all the trades, all the rumors. You know, definitely going to gear it up towards the deadline. So um, that is – definitely comment below. Let me know what you think. Who do you think is going to be traded? Who do you think is long-term pieces? Definitely, definitely comment below and let me know what you think. So we're going to get into hmm, – excuse me. Lord, it's hot up in here. Um, I'm getting into comments like we always do, but before we do – Tonight's episode is brought to you by Hungry Root. So, man, I know everybody's trying to eat healthier in 2024. It ain't easy, right? Because with grocery bills going up and sometimes with fast food and processed foods and foods that may not be healthy for you are more easily obtained and cheaper, you know, you definitely are, you know, should try to keep an eye on eating healthier in 2024, right? Because Hungry Root is the easiest way to get fresh high-quality food delivered to your door. They've got hungry or healthy groceries and simple recipes all in one place. Take a fun, short quiz, and Hungry will get to know you, your goals, and how you like to eat. They'll ask what flavors you like, which kitchen appliances you use, and more. And then they'll keep your needs and preferences top of mind and start building your cart with delicious recipes and all your grocery needs for the week, which is big. Hungry will recommend recipes and groceries based on your taste. Take your their suggestions or choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high-quality meat and seafood, pantry staples, healthy snacks and sweets, and much more. There's a great place to add. I'm telling you right now, they, they are something to definitely look at. Hungry Root goes beyond your weekly grocery haul with thousands of easy recipes that actually put your groceries to good use before they get forgotten in the back of your fridge. Daggone, I hate that. The best part is Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's got to taste good, right? Be quick to make and contain whole, trusted ingredients. Spend less time meal planning, shopping, and cooking, and more time enjoying healthy food they actually love with Hungry Root. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Locked On NBA listeners or and Locked On Wizards listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Woo! Just go to HungryRoot.com slash Locked On to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. Free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash Locked On. Don't forget to use our link. So they know we the NBA playoffs are right around the corner and locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. 
Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Sent you. Hungry Root. And Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you. 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts at Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So let's get into it, y'all. Hard night for everybody, but TGIF, thank God almighty, it's Friday. So let's get into some comments, man. We see a lot of comments. So um, try to keep it short, but we'll definitely chop it up with everybody, man. Um, James Sheets kicks it off in style. Denny still whines too much, hasn't locked down anyone on defense in a while, all season, in my opinion, and can't score enough. Do you really think there is much more development that can be made? I'm going to say, yeah, man. Um, He's got things he needs to work on. Look, Denny has his defense kind of went down, yes, but he's still a really good defender. Now, you know, elite may be a stretch at this point. He has taken a step back. But, you know, I definitely think that obviously his left hand, you know, being a lot more comfortable and aggressive with his left hand, his three-point shot can be a lot better. Now, he is, you know, the hesitancy is not there anymore. He, you know, he's definitely taking that shot. It looks better. It looks faster. But, you know, I do believe he can become more of a threat offensively and definitely try to get that dog back in him on the defensive end, man. But offensively, you know, he still can be developed. You know, I think that he can be a really good offensive player. You know, Denny's not a scrub, man. I mean, I... Obviously, you know, we get the turmoil as far as the fan base. I get it. We all know what I'm talking about. You know, uh, there's a lot of passions as far as certain players on this team. But Denny can evolve, you know. But, you know, they, they sound to an extension that you can argue that their extension is a very team-friendly and tradable asset. But I think he be he can definitely be part of the foundation going forward on this team, man, because him and Blau are a good defensive duo, in my opinion. Um, Diablo said, free Jordan Poole. He needs to free himself. Lord Hammers. Um, Diablo also said, fire was himself. I think that he is they're definitely going to look at and evaluate the head coaching position at the end of the year, man. I, I mean, you have to. You know, the defense has not approved, and, you know, I think he's a really good assistant coach, but as far as head coach, there's a lot that remains to be seen. So, my man, Onion77, what's up, man? How you feeling tonight? B, this effort is pathetic, bro. They become unwatchable. Amen, brother. And Jordan Poole can't have GMs like this making <laughs> – I mean, look, that's what I'm saying, man. Um his value is very low right now. You know, it behooves us and it behooves him to boost that value. You know, he's starting to lock in more. You, you're starting to see less and less of these really mind-numbing plays. But he's got ways to go to be that same player he was in Golden State, man. I um, mean, yeah, I get it's a complete different situation than it is in Golden State, even though Golden State is kind of, you know, really, I don't know. I don't think this current core in Golden State is going to go anywhere. I think that you're going to see the end of this era in Golden State. but still. Um, He's got ways to go before he has any kind of value as far as um, being tradable. But I, I agree, man, that the effort is just not there anymore. I think a lot of people are checked out. I think there's a lot of these vets are ready for the deadline to get here. And I think a lot of the young guys are waiting for the deadline to get here so they can get more minutes and really get more playing time to see what they can do as far as showcasing himself for this organization. Um, Stuart O'Flaherty said, you think that after a guy hits a three or, or four threes that maybe you should pay attention and play some damn defense? I... I <laughs> Hey, look, man, you preach to the choir, brother. I mean, on the perimeter, we're terrible. Now, defensively, we're just we're bad in every aspect. We're bad in transition. We're bad on the perimeter. We're bad in the interior. 
I mean, <laughs> we're, our rotations on defense are terrible. I mean, we t- they, they take their time getting down the court. I mean, closing out the shooters is slow. I mean, defensively, this is a really hard to watch team. And I, and I so I totally agree, man. No adjustments are made, and that's why I'm, I'm kind of going back to head coach, man. You got to make adjustments. You have that. That is the name of the game, man. That is, you got to make adjustments in game. You cannot roll with the same game plan, same strategy, and same lineup, and then say go win the game. You have to make adjustments, man. And we're not seeing that. Um, so, uh, pseudo fair. They also said Muscala center. What's the point? It is no point. Uh, it's just this. The center position is hurting right now between Gaff and uh, Muscala. Uh, let's see, Sniper Express, man. Okay. Uh, Poole came in with the ultimate green light, and now it's like the team is daring him to even think about shooting it. I mean, I don't know his confidence, but I know that he's taking a lot of hits from the media and, and, and the fan base and <laughs> the NBA fan base, period. Um, there's been a lot of buzz around him coming up from Golden State. I think that if he locks in and he rolls with what he is, a scoring guard, and we know that he's not a defender, put him in a position where he can be that scoring guard. If we put him in the right position, I think he'll be all right, man. But We'll see. After the deadline, we're really going to see what he can do because a lot more responsibility is going to be put on his shoulders because I do think they're going to put him at point guard and they're going to say, here, we'll see what you can do. And he's definitely going to be a showcase for Jordan Poole after the deadline running his first unit with these young guys, man, because I'm very intrigued to see Bilal Kulabali at the two guard, Denny. And, you know, if Kuz gets moved, who's at the four? There's a lot of possibilities with this team. But I, I, I feel you, man. You know, he definitely came into D.C. with a, <laughs> the greenest of green lights, man. Um, but right now he's just I, – I, I think confidence is having a part of it. He is just – he's struggled, and he's become non, non-existent non on the court. Um, so it's, it's going to be interesting, man. Um, Amo says seven turnovers. Shaking my head, man. Yeah, I know. I mean, Kuzma looked bad tonight. He looked real bad. My man, DC Hoopla, what's good, brother? I am ready to take a good portion of the team to the airport. In season, moves have to be happen. I'm with you, man. I'm look. You let me know. We'll buy them something to eat. We'll put them on a plane of dollars, and we will thank them for their service. Because I mean, look, man, a lot of these vets got to go, and that's what I'm saying. The rebuild starts at the deadline. Right now is a transition, but the the true rebuild of the Washington Wizards starts at the trade deadline, and I truly believe that. So appreciate the comment, my brother. Um, onion 77 again says B the bench ain't playing versus nobody. That's why they look good. I mean, yeah, I I, I see that. I, I you know, I like I, I like that perspective, you know. But but you know, Bilal, man, he obviously has things to work on. His dribbling is one thing he has to work on. He's got to learn how to create for himself. Definitely, you know, he's his dribbling has some work. The shot, I like I like his shot, his release is faster, but you know, his offense is gonna come along. You know, he's young, man. He's young. He's still growing. He's still figuring out the speed of the NBA game. You know, looking at France, man, he he only played, I believe, one year as far as with the over with the the big team. I I, I hate to say the big boy team, man, but I mean the, the I, I got it's like a, a team team and a, an adult team is just, you know France is, uh, is is different over there. But um, what I'm saying is like he has you know very limited playing time as far as even in France over here. You know, it's going to take time for him to kind of acclimate to the speed of the NBA. Where you know, look. A lot of these foreign leagues are starting to step it up, man. You know, these are a lot more competitive these days. It ain't like it used to be. But the NBA game is still the standard, and it's going to take him a while to really acclimate. He's going to be all right. I have all that confidence in the world in Blau, man. He, he's going to be all right, man. Um, The truth. Gaffer getting embarrassed consistently. Yeah, man. I like Gaff. That's, I adopted Gaff as my guy, man. But he's not a starter, and he has struggled. He has struggled, and – you know, what is his future in D.C.? 
you know, I do definitely think he's a backup man, but he has struggled definitely against centers who are, are stronger, more athletic. You know, Jared Allen is a hard guard, man. You know, he's a hard person to guard. You know, he's he's so we'll see, man. I mean, Gaff was getting smoked by his fro. So I, I, we'll see. Um, let's see a couple more comments, man. It's Friday night, so I'm starting. I want to get to drinking, man. So I know you guys run and get your Friday night started. So we're gonna do about three more comments and call it a night. So, um, let's see. DMV Flight says, "Minus Bilal, everyone sucks. Looks like no one wants to be here." I, I wouldn't say minus Bilal, man. I, you know, Denny, I think is an asset going forward in his rebuild. I think Kisper can be. Um, but outside of those, I'm with you. Um, Gafford, I think he has a team friendly deal where he could be that backup center, especially if we go and get center in a draft, you know, looking at Alex Sar, um, depending on where we fall in the draft. He's he, but he's can he be that backup of the future? Yeah, absolutely. A center position, absolutely. But we'll see. You know, his deal is I mean, his contract is good enough to flip and not take a lot of assets in return to flip him, man. So I am with you on that. Amo said again, it's tank, it's a tanking year. Hopefully, we make moves by the deadline. Oh, we definitely make moves to the deadline. Moves will be made. So um, let's see. A couple more comments. Sheldon T, what's up tonight, man? How you doing? Didn't get to see the game. Didn't miss much, man. Uh, two points. Did pool get hurt or something? No, he just was non-existent. I mean, he was just he might as well have stayed in the locker room, bro. I mean, he's just like I said, it's a confidence thing. I don't know what's going on, but we've got to get him locked in. Um, and we got a lot of comments tonight, guys. Um Going forward, man, I'm definitely next week, we're going to do a lot more mailbags. So I'm going to definitely post up on the YouTube side and on Twitter, a.k.a. X. Um, and definitely going to do a lot more mailbag, answer a lot of questions. I'll chop it up with you guys going towards the deadlines because I see a lot of good comments tonight, man. And I appreciate you guys welcoming me tonight, man. We've got 36 people in here. Definitely appreciate you guys taking time tonight to hang out with your boy tonight, man. So let's see. Um, I'm going to do a couple more comments, man. Uh, let's see. Oh, Onion 77. I'm not going to read everything. Everything about our franchise is corny S. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, man. I mean, we got a, we got a long ways to go, but I think we will get there. The front office overhaul was the first step, and we have three guys in our front office who legitly can be GMs of their own team. So we have a front office who are going to make moves. They're going to continue to make moves. So there's definitely light at the end of the tunnel, but I, I it, it's hard, bro. I, I get it. It's hard to watch right now, but it's going to take time, man. Um, let's see. A couple more comments. A lot of good comments, man. Appreciate you guys tonight, man. Um, whoo, what we got here? Uh, we, we're gonna do one more. Um, man, a lot of good comments. Uh, man, I'm gonna go ahead and call it, man. We got we got too many good comments, man, to really respond. Uh, so we're gonna go ahead and call the night, man. Uh, Friday night, definitely appreciate you guys, man. I hope everybody have a blessed and safe weekend um wherever you get your podcast definitely a five star review will be much appreciated everybody and on the youtube side like hit that no notification button to let you guys know when these dope videos coming out man because we definitely going to chop it with you guys going to the deadline and then and then we're going to do recaps it's gonna be hard but definitely appreciate you guys rocking with us man um so um again appreciate you guys definitely consider if you're not a member of locked on wizards man definitely consider man like i said we we have fun on here man uh, me and my guy, the real Ed Oliver, we have fun on here, man. It's a rebuild year, man, but we like to chop it up with you guys, man. And so definitely, definitely appreciate you guys, man. So I'm um, looking forward real quick. The second game of a back-to-back tomorrow night. The Wizards will be back in the 202 playing the New York Knicks. So definitely tune in for that. It is a 7 o'clock game. So I will be doing, um, or me and my guy, the real Ed Oliver, my guy, we will be doing a recap tomorrow uh, for the Knicks game.
And so definitely tune in for that, man. And we're going to chop it up like we always do. And Monday against the OKC Thunder, I will be there covering the team at Capital One, man. So if you're going to the game, definitely let me know on Twitter. And, man, i like to I like to come out and chop it up with you, man, and, and maybe get something to eat with y'all, man. But definitely appreciate you guys. So we're going to call it a night, man. I got some cognac looking at me right now. So definitely appreciate you guys. So everybody had a blessed weekend. And we be safe. And we will see you guys tomorrow night. Hail to the Wizards. And peace, everybody. Have a good night. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 